0: Highland Falls, El Paso, Clarksville, Watertown, and from other important military capitals around the globe, Eye on Defense brings the top military and defense issues into focus. Eye on Defense is proudly sponsored by Big Sarge pre-owned TA-50 Emporium and The Last Hope Jewelry and Pawn. And now, citizens of Earth, brace yourselves for the next episode of... I on Defense, 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 Okay, all right. We're back, everybody. This is episode 37 of the podcast. Today is 10 August, about 11 o'clock at night. I got to hurry up and knock this out so I can go to bed. I got work tomorrow, like everybody else does. Um, let me see what I'm going talk about tonight there. Are one, two, three, four, about four, four things we're going to talk about uh, before we get started. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is at defense underscore podcast. If you can possibly find the time, check us out on Twitter. Uh, if you like it, follow it. If you don't like it, you don't have to follow it. No pressure. Um, I was tweeting every day and I, I was just running out of stuff to that, that I thought was interesting to tweet. And so, I might not tweet every day. I was really trying hard to do that. Um, but Maybe every couple of days. If I find something really uh, that's interesting, I'll tweet it or something we talk about on the show. So anyway, uh, if you get a chance, check it out. If you don't, that's fine, too. So we'll just get started. Um, It's that time of year, I guess. Uh, This is from Defense News. It's the top 100 for 2022. We did this a few months ago. Might have been an older story when we did it, but uh, I guess they do it once a year it is august it's kind of a weird time to do it but it's the top 100 for 2022 these are the top defense companies in the world and so while i'm not going to read all 100 of them uh, we will be here all day um but i'll just go let's see we'll do the top 10 and kind of compare it to last year so the top 10 starting with number one no surprise there lockheed martin uh now the this is in billions of dollars. Their revenue from defense: sixty-four billion from defense last year. Number two is Raytheon, uh, forty-one billion. Number three, Boeing, thirty-five billion. Number four, Northrop Grumman, thirty-one billion. Number five, General Dynamics, thirty billion. So your top four is all. I'm sorry, top five is all U.S. Um, it should be important to note that I don't know if there's any connection, but. Uh, Lockheed Martin, I do believe, uh, makes the Javelin. And what else? They make a bunch of stuff, but, you know, they make the Javelin for sure, and I think they make the HIMARS also. So I don't know if that's got to do with anything, but uh, two of the most important weapons uh, being used in uh, the Ukraine-Russia war are made by Lockheed Martin. Continuing on with 6 through 10... Uh, China is number six, Aviation Industry Corporation of China. Number seven is BAE UK. Number eight, uh, China Shipbuilding, China State Shipbuilding Corporation Limited. Uh, number nine, China North Industries Group Corporation Limited. And I'm sorry. Yep, that's number nine. And number 10 is L3 Harris US. And those numbers are uh, China Aviation Industry is $30 billion. BAE is $25 billion. China State Shipbuilding is $18 billion. China North Group Industries, $17 billion. L3 Harris is at $14 billion. Round out the top. Uh, so there's, do the math here. Out of the top 10, there are six U.S. There are three Chinese and one U.K. So 11 through 20. Uh, let's see. China, China Aerospace Science number is, uh, shoot, I'm screwing this up. China Electric Technology Group is number 11 at 14 billion. Number 12 is Leonardo, they're Italian, 13 billion. Number 13 is China South Industries Group, uh 13 billion. Number 14 China Aerospace Science and Industry, 13 billion. Now actually 13.7, 13.1, but you get the idea, 13 billion. Number 15 is Airbus out of Netherlands France, 10 billion. Number 16 is Thales out of France, ten billion. Number seventeen is HII. I assume that's Huntington Ingalls, uh, U.S. nine billion. Number eighteen, China Aerospace Science and Technology, uh, nine billion. And number nineteen is Leidos, L-E-I-D-O-S, U.S. eight billion. And number twenty, rounding out the top twenty, is Dassault Aviation, which is France. So out of that. The 11 through 20, there are four Chinese, two U.S., one Italian, one, uh, two French, and one com- uh, com- combination of Netherlands and French. So in the top 20, there are eight U.S., seven Chinese, one Italian, one U.K., two French, and one Netherlands, France. And these guys are making a lot of money. And you can see why in the United States there's so many U.S. companies. Uh, when you spend over $800 billion a year on defense, uh, there's a lot of money to go around. So the first time you see—now uh, all these companies are making you know billions. The first time you see millions is number 77, H-O-W, Helmet Aerospace, out of the United States. They make $944 million off defense. That's number 77. So 1 through 76 is all billions. Uh, number 100 is a company from Brazil called Embraer. I can't say it. E-M-B-R-A-E-R. Uh, they make $594 million. There are one, two, three, four newcomers to the list. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight newcomers to the top 100. I'll just start from the bottom. Number 99 is Patria. Uh, they're out of Finland. $602 million. Uh, number 98 is Saudi Arabian Military Industries, obviously from Saudi Arabia, 604 million. Uh, number 97, Namo out of Norway, 641 million. And of course, Namo makes uh, a law, M72 uh, laws. Uh, number 96, the Deal Group out of Germany, 651. And I think that's it. Is there another one? Yeah. I think that's all. So some newcomers to the group. How many newcomers? One, two, three, four. Here's another one. Uh, TTM Technologies out of the United States, 742. Uh, Cobham Cobham Advanced Electronic Solutions from the United States, 806 million. Rokistan from Turkey, 814 uh, million. I wonder if they make uh, UASs. Turkey is known for making good UASs. So that's it. I guess I'll stop right there. There's your top 100. Well, I'm not gonna, I am didn't read all 100. There's your top 20 uh, defense corporations in the world. You can check this out on, uh, maybe I'll link to it. I'll write that down. I'll link to this on Twitter. That'll be something I can tweet one day. So if you want to check it out for yourself, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you can check it out. I'll stop right there. Uh, real quick, while we were talking about that Rokistan out of Turkey, I went to their website and they make... Uh, Air defense systems, naval systems, precision guided systems, space systems, uh, ballistic protection systems. Some of the stuff they make are artillery, uh, the TRG-122 guided rocket, uh, later guided missiles, uh, T-107 multi-barrel rocket launcher, multi-barrel rocket launcher, and Howitzer range correction kit, and artillery rockets. So that's what they do for 11. All right, I guess we'll stop there. Okay, next story we're going to talk about is from the DOD release from 8 August, which was two days ago. Uh, $1 billion in additional security systems for Ukraine. Um, Inside this package, and we tweeted about this a few days ago, is additional ammo for the HIMARS, 75,000 rounds of 155 artillery ammunition. This is something new that I hadn't seen was uh, 120-millimeter mortar systems. Plus 120 milli, uh, Plus 120,000 uh, 20, rounds of ammunition for it. Uh, munitions for the National Advanced Surface to Air Missile Systems and NASEMs, uh, 1,000 javelins and hundreds of AT 4 anti armor systems, uh, 50 armored medical treatment vehicles, C 4 explosives, demolition munitions, and demolition equipment, medical supplies to include first aid kits bandages monitors and other equipment and something new two new things one was the 120 millimeter mortar systems 20 of them and the second one is claymore anti-personnel mines uh, that's something we haven't seen before and i uh one of the uh doubt um uh, one of the people that follows me on twitter commented on it and i commented back to him i was like hey you know all the Systems that the United States has provided here in the past few months uh, have been kind of longer-range systems. You think the uh, the artillery systems, and uh, now the mortars, and now they now the U.S. has provided small arms, rifles, um, and uh, you know, you think a rifle, you think of a range of about five hundred meters. Uh, you think of a machine gun, you think in you know eight hundred meters, a thousand meters. You're getting out a little bit. But, you know, say 500 meters and end, what, what is the United States provided? Um, rifles, um, call, uh, AT-4s, uh, javelins will go out to 4,000 meters. So, you know, the close-in shoulder launch stuff like the AT-4s, uh, maybe the N-72 laws, the rifles have all been 500 meters and in. And now uh, even the mortars can push out a bit. Those 120 millimeter mortars will go 7,000 meters. But now you're given Claymore Mines, which is, you know, 50 meters. Um, so that's a very close-in weapon. Good for ambush. Maybe they're going to use it in an arm ambush. You know, you, you fire the, uh, the AT-4 within 200 meters, and the dismounts get out, and they try to attack your position, and you blow the Claymores using defensive positions. It's a very handy uh, command-detonated mine. It's very safe. It's not something that's going to hurt somebody down the road. Uh, So it's a very safe mine. It's command detonated. So there's no issue with that. But I think it's interesting that the claymores are now being sent over to Ukraine. And while we're talking about uh, packages uh, to uh, Ukraine, we might as well talk about the Defense Security Cooperation Agency. Great website. I just discovered this, I don't know, two weeks ago. Um, It's called Defense Security Cooperation Agency. Uh, just type that in Google. It'll pop right up. And that's where all the foreign military sales are. They have a monthly ar- monthly archive of everything that's been uh, well, they call them potential sales. They don't say that it's a cell; It's a potential sale. So. Anyway, if you're interested, to check it out. Well, in August, there's already been five of them. Um, and there's two that caught my eye. And the first one was from one August. And it was to the, it is a proposed a determination of proving a possible foreign military sale to the government, United Kingdom, of Javelin lightweight command launch units for an estimated cost of 300 million. Uh, so, just to recap, a Javelin is actually a piece of ordnance, and you carry around what's called a clue, command launch unit, lightweight clue, whatever you want to call it. And the clue is kind of, you need the clue, you take the clue, you take the the piece of ordinance, you hook it to the clue. Now, I'm not a javelin person, but I've seen them. And uh, that's how you fire it. Once you're done, the ordinance is done, you take the clue, you, you move out, you get your new piece of ordinance, and you put it on. So they're wanting 513. So the Government of the United Kingdom is requested by 513 javelin lightweight command launch units. Now, the lightweight, I think there was two, two of these clues. There's a regular clue. Um, and then now there's a lightweight clue. I don't know enough about it. I probably should do get smart on it, but, um, anyway, they want, they UK wants 513 of them. They're not buying the ordinance. They're just buying the, uh, they're not buying the munition. They're just buying the clue. And also they want, uh, basic skills trainers, uh, outdoor trainers and a train, the trainer package, a life sorts, life cycle support. And operator manuals, technical assistance, blah, blah, blah. The whole estimated cost is $300 million. Now, these javelins aren't cheap. They're super expensive. Um, I probably should write that down. How much is a javelin? Just a second. And that's why the these training kits are so darn uh, important. Because if you're going to train someone on a javelin, you can't you know, just go out to the range whenever you feel like it and go fire a javelin. Uh, They're pretty expensive, and you do your javelin training probably with these trainers, these basic skills trainers and these outdoor trainers, and that's how you get your soldiers up to speed on javelins. And then once you've gone through all your training gates or whatever, you go out to the range, and then maybe you only have a limited number to fire and a limited number of people to fire them. So that's why these uh, the the training package is... Probably just as important as the actual round. Uh, that sounds kind of silly, but uh, it probably is. And so that's one from one August javelin uh, lightweight command lightweight command launch units. and then there's another one that I just picked up on. Let me pull it up. And this one is from August 9th, which was yesterday. It's press release uh, Brazil javelin missiles. Okay, the State Department has made a determination approving a possible foreign military sale. Everything's possible with this thing. Possible foreign military sale to the government of Brazil. Government of Brazil. I'll learn how to talk here in a second. Of javelin missiles and related equipment for an estimated cost of 74 million. Uh, let's see. The government of Brazil has requested to buy up to 222 javelin missiles also known as the FGM-148, and 33 Javelin Command Launch Units. So they're not going for the lightweight clue. They're going for the just regular clue. Also included are enhanced producibility basic skill trainers, missile simulation rounds, and let's see, technical assistance, and the estimated cost is $74 million. So, like I said, the the training systems are just the training and the simulation simulation program. They're just as important as the uh, as the actual rounds. And then there's other things like the associated equipment and services and logistical and program support. That stuff's important too. Um, you got to be able to sustain what you got. And it goes on further to say that the prime contractors will be Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, who we know are top five, top four uh, defense companies in the world there's always uh, as you get further down the uh the release it always says uh this proposed sale um has no ad for success on u.s readiness uh, this notice notice of a potential sale is required by law and usually it says something like yeah here it is the balance, the sale of this equipment and support will not alter the basic military balance in the region I mean, geez, what you want? You hoped it would alter the balance of the region. That's why you're buying them. That's why you're selling them. But anyway, that's that seems to be in every one of these releases. So, uh, within you know the first ten days of August, there's been five uh, foreign cells, and of those five, two of them involve javelins. Uh, one is five five 513 clues, lightweight clues. And this one here to Brazil is 222 missiles plus 33 regular clues, command launch units. Um, my, while we're here, we might as well look and see what the other ones were. Uh, let's see, Javelin missiles. Okay, United Arab, Arab Emirates, Terminal, High Altitude Area Defense, FAD system missiles, and FAD fire controls. That's worth 200 and... That's worth two. Point two billion dollars. Saudi Arabia Patriot uh, enhanced missile ballistic Patriot guidance enhanced missile tactical ballistic missile worth three billion. And here's an interesting one: Greece S seventy B program follow up support and sustainment uh, worth 162 million. I think the S seventy is a it's a Blackhawk helicopter, but I think it's the one they sell. Of course, you know the the Blackhawk helicopter used by the U.S. military is a UH-60, uh sixty, but I think when they when they put it on the market, they called an S seventy. So there you go, five foreign sales, potential sales in the first ten days of August. Two of them involved javelin missiles. All right, I thought that was kind of interesting. Javelins always in the news; they seem to be. So now, so now we're going to get to a U.S. Army story. This is from Breaking Defense from Andrew. Eversden, man, we always do a lot of Andrew's stories, so we're doing another one, and this story is from 10 August today, 4.26 p.m., and I guess Andrew is at the Space and Missile Defense Symposium in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, that's going on from 9 to 11 August at the Von Braun Center in Huntsville. Remember, I did a show on Huntsville, from Huntsville, actually, on Huntsville, from Huntsville. Um, nice town, if you're ever up there, it's in northern Alabama, near the Tennessee border, right off sixty five. I sixty five. Um Space and Missile Defense Symposium. Didn't even know what was going on. Um I tell you what, if I had the means I could i I'd be uh, over there. I, you know, Eurist Eurosatory and uh all these great places where uh these defense reporters go and give us the good news. Uh, it'd be great to go to one of these one day. But anyway, this this space and missile defense symposium up there in Huntsville is going on right now, 9 to 11. And one of the guest speakers is a guy named Lieutenant General Thorogood, Neil Thoroughgood, And basically – The title of the article is Bullet Made Out of Light, Army to Field First Striker Mounted Combat Laser in the Next 45 Days. In addition to a directed energy system for the striker, the Army is looking at a laser, a small laser for a smaller vehicle. Now, what do you think that smaller vehicle could be? Stay tuned because we will find out. Uh, So the article goes on. Uh, let's see. The U.S. Army's Rapid Capabilities Office plans to deliver its first combat lasers to striker units in the fir- in the next few weeks. That's a big deal. Speaking at the Space and Missile Defense Symposium in Huntsville, Lieutenant General Neil Thurgood, who was the head of the Rapid Capabilities and Critical Technologies Office, said today the first battery of directed energy maneuver rad, short-range air defense. We'll go to an air defense battery at Fort Sill, Oklahoma in the next 45 days. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. Uh, this SHORAD program is one of the Army's top 35, the 31 plus 4 or 35 modernization pri- uh, priorities, which we talk about. And mounts a 50-kilowatt laser on a striker vehicle. It's designed to defend soldiers against drones from size Group 1 up to 20 pounds through Group 3 up to 1320 thir- pounds, in addition to rockets, mortars, artillery. Uh, Thurgood said during the presentation that the army still has a lot to learn about directed energy, but the tactics, techniques, and procedures, TTPs, if you ever hear that term, that's what it means. TTPs will largely remain the same. To me, this is incredible. Uh, and while we're talking about these, uh, groups, um, for drones, if you ever hear these groups real quick, I pulled it up. Uh, the department of defense, when you hear groups or UAS uh, unmanned aircraft systems, whatever the term, you, you see there's there's five groups that the Department of Defense recognizes. Group one is the small stuff; uh, it's from zero to 20 pounds. They fly below 1,200 feet in altitude, uh, so 1,200 below 1,200 AGL, which is above ground level, and the speed of 100 knots. Uh, group two is from 21 to 50. 21 pounds to 55 pounds. They fly below 3,500 feet. And their speed is below 250 knots. Group three is below 1,320 pounds. Their altitude, uh, let's see. Oh, they fly uh, 250 knots. Group four and group five are both above 1,320 pounds. And I don't know what their altitude is. Doesn't say anyway. So, so this uh, MSHORAD uh, it's called a DE MSHORAD. Okay, I got it. DE means directed energy, directed energy maneuver short range air defense. So, DE MSHORAD it goes for group one up to group three uh, UAS or drones we actually did a tweet on the em shore ad that sucker's got like hellfire missiles and it's got a all kinds of armament on it i don't think this uh, i don't think this directed energy is going to have a lot of that stuff on there it would be interesting to see though um what this this dem shore ad has on it i'm sure it's got some sort of close-in protection uh, for the crew uh but uh We'll find out. So that he goes on the TTP for firing a laser is almost like a TTP for firing a bullet. The bullet's just made out of light. That's the only difference. The kill chain is the same. Uh, Thurgood goes on to say that this DEM short has already participated in two live fire events. At the first live fire, the platform was able to track mortar rounds but did not take them out. After six months of additional work, the DEM short was able to defeat mortars uh, to to better protect small infantry units. Uh, the Rapid Capabilities Office, RRCTO, who Third goes in charge of, has recently kicked off a project to put a 20-kilowatt laser, laser on an infantry squad vehicle. There's your answer. The ISV is getting a 20-kilowatt laser, the small troop transport, which can carry nine soldiers. The new project is going to be called the Army Multipurpose High Energy Laser, the AMP-HELL. I'm not making that up. It's the AMP Hell, which will be delivered in FY twenty twenty three, which is coming up pretty damn soon because twenty twenty three starts in one October. The capabilities of the twenty kilowatt laser for the AMP Hell are more limited than the striker mounted counterpart and can only defend against Group One and Group Two unmanned systems. Soldiers would still be vulnerable to Group Three drones, rocket, artillery, and mortars. Um, wait a second. So the D, the DEM Shorad has a fifty kilowatt laser, fifty kilowatt laser that can go up to Group Three and rockets, artillery's rockets, mortars, and artillery. And then the ISV, now that's on a striker. Now the ISV is going to have a twenty kilowatt laser, half as big. It can go to Group One and Group Two, which is pretty good. But it doesn't do drones, rockets, and artillery and mortars. Okay. It doesn't do rockets, artillery and mortars. Okay. Still not bad. Still not bad at all. Uh, The Army is investing hundreds of million dollars in counter unmanned aerial systems as the proliferation of low-cost drones threaten soldiers and installations both abroad and domestically. Uh, In conflicts abroad in just the last few years, drones have proven their effectiveness in delivering munitions on targets, artillery spotting and other reconnaissance missions in FY22, Appropriations, Congress gave the Army four hundred thirty-four million for counter-UAS efforts, up from its budget request of sixty million. So the Army asked for sixty million, and the Congress gave four hundred thirty-four. Say what you will about the lawmakers, but those appropriations, folks, man, I can't say anything bad about them. Um, every time I read something, the appropriation seems to. To do pretty good, um, wow! The army asked for up from its budget request. They asked for sixty million, and they were given four hundred thirty-four million for counter UAS. That's good on them. Uh, you got to You got There is no other way to put it. But, so anyway, that's pretty good stuff there. Very good article. This is a fantastic article. I basically just read the whole article. It's very short, but it's nothing but meat. There's not, there's no fluff at all in this article. So if you get a chance, uh, go to Breaking Defense, read Andrew's article, Bullet Made Out of Light Army to Field, First Striker Mounted Combat Laser in the Next 45 Days. Great article, a lot of good information, very easy to understand. And the takeaway is the old ISV, which we did a story on a few, I don't know, a few episodes ago. ISV is going to get a 20-kilowatt laser for drone defense called the Amp Hell. I'm not making that up. A-M-P-H-E-L. All right. Well, this feels like a short show. It's only 27 minutes. But when I started this podcast, I said I was only going to do 30 minutes because nobody's got time to listen to me talk for more than 30 minutes. I mean, I get bored myself listening to myself talk for 30 minutes. But a lot of the stories I've been doing, um, they just seem to be creeping into beyond 30 minutes. So I hope people don't mind that. I try to let the story go where it goes. I try to ramble on the way I ramble on. And sometimes I uh, go past 30 minutes, you know, 35, 40 minutes, whatever. So hopefully you're not getting too bored with it. Um, But uh, just so you know, the target is, is 30 minutes and it's always been 30 minutes. And it looks like I'll make 30 minutes today because I'm at 2830 now. So I think that's it. This is episode. I wrote it down. Episode 37. The, the episodes run into each other. Like I said, I don't want to keep you too long. You got stuff to do. You're very busy. I'm very busy. Um, like I said, what time is it? 1124. I still got to take care of some other things and try to get in bed to get to work tomorrow. Like, like probably most of you. Um, so that's it. Pretty good stories tonight. I enjoyed tonight's episode. The, uh, Top 10 defense, uh, the top 100 defense uh, issues are always good. I'm going to write that down so I remember to tweet it. Just a second. There you go. Now I remember to do that. Okay, so that's it. Uh, one last plug for the Twitter. We are on Twitter at defense underscore podcast. If you can possibly find the time, check us out. If you want to follow us, go for it. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, so that's it, Twenty nine, twenty eight. Episode 37 is in the books. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for your support. I uh, appreciate all the downloads we get uh, domestically, uh, you know, California and Florida and uh, a lot in Toronto, Canada. Appreciate all the support up in Canada and over in Europe and everywhere. So, thank you very much. I hope uh, we're doing a good job. We're doing our best. Uh, so, Appreciate your support. Tell your friends and come back to see us whenever you want. You're always welcome. So that's pretty much it. Episode 37 in the books. Thank you and good night.